Welcome to the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web footosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 12 and... Oh! I am your host, Adam Shemir. I'm Aaron. That's right, and we've got a bummer week of duck basketball to talk about, folks. Let's go! Am I right? I watched... Okay, look. We're taping at a weird hour than we normally do. So I went, hey, I'll use this extra time to catch up on the games. So to catch up on the games, I started watching the men's games because there was more of them. And I watched one game, and then halfway through the next game, I went, these seem vaguely familiar <laughs> to me. I spent most of my time watching the Arizona-Arizona State games. Oh, yes, those did happen last Then I week. started watching the next game after that immediately against uh-huh. Cal. And I was like, okay. And so then I skipped, switched to the women's, and now we're taping. And I so I, I watched a little bit of basketball, Adam. How, well, how did you do? If you're a new listener, you may be thinking like, oh, this host is, is slacking a little bit. This must be an off week for him. I just want to assure you that, no, Aaron's actually running at full form right now, just 100% doing doing very well. This is, this is how it goes on the show, folks. <laughs> I watched, I mean, I, I watched them all. I rewatched it a bit. Uh... Yeah, wow. it was it was a bummer. It was a freaking bummer, I got to say. Um in the end, I mean we'll get into it. We'll get into it for Quack's ball, but for right now, I'll tell you this. There's a lot more we could be talking about cuz there's still some off-season crazy magic going on here. Well, first of all, Chris Hampton this was fully expected at this point. Chris Hampton who is the defensive coordinator over at Tulane, who you hear good things about. Um, I mean, obviously, the last game you really think about is them in the bowl game against USC, in which, you know, they gave up a ton of points but won that game. Um, so it's hard to judge him exactly, but people seem to be excited about him. He's a co-defensive coordinator. He's officially hired on and a safeties coach, obviously replacing a spot that we needed uh, filled. So that is fun. That's great. We got another transfer in, amazingly. More transfers coming. Former Ole Miss safety Taishim Johnson commits to transfer to the Oregon Ducks. And uh, there you go. I mean, uh, I, it's almost wrapped up on in the transfer portal front because February, that is really hard for me to say for some reason. February, 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 February. You obviously don't February. hit that first R, but you know. February. February. Yeah, oh, that, that was nice. Hey, don't get me rapping here. <laughs> I won't be able to stop. February uh, 1st is the final day. That is the day the transfer portal finally closes and you can't jump oh. back home. Um, so we're, there's at least an end to the madness for the 2023 season anyways. Uh, here's a fun little headline here. Eugene City Council 
approves land swap agreement with the University of Oregon, which this is basically the, the next step we needed for the new indoor practice facility that they're going to have. I don't know how, I mean, I, I assume we already probably have like two or three <laughs> indoor practice facilities. Uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe this is our first one. I don't know this one actually, but it's as exciting as a new expensive building. I'll tell you that much. Is that exciting? <laughs> I think so. I think a new expensive building is uh, very exciting. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, if you make it into a really cool shape. Word. Well, it's probably, yeah, like maybe like Phil Knight's face. That'd be cool. His face now, though, not like a young. A perfect building. Yeah. I mean, I got a little bobblehead here. This is another for the people watching this on video. Oh, this guy's face. Phil you make Knight. the building a giant bobblehead, and the head part is earthquake. Yeah, there you go. Because it. Um. So yeah, there you go. Uh, I I want to plug over addicted to quack Hithliday, um, duct tape film study of O. C. Will Stein. That is a very good read. Uh, that obviously paired with the episode that we just did, um, talking to Greg Luca of Express News. Um, so he covers UTSA. We got really deep into that one. Kayvon Thibodeau is out of the playoffs. Bummer. Basically, most of the Ducks are out. Diamador Lenore, though, is on the Niners. I don't really like the Niners, but if they win it all, that's at least, you know, something, I guess. I guess for him, Are you cool. watching the NFL? 49ers I know, suck. I don't like them either. I don't like them. <laughs> Are you watching any of the NFL? I mean, are you rooting for anybody, any any team? Not no, anymore. Not really. Yeah. I'm rooting against people more. I want to watch some uh, good football. That's about it. Yeah, I honestly... I think Thibodeau had a, a pretty good first year. Yeah, I mean, his numbers don't, like, fly off the page there, but he... he right. But that's okay. He did have that really bad moment. Did you see that? When he sacked Nick Folk and, like, he was, like, injured. Like, he he was, like, spasming practically. Um, and then Kayvon was right next to him, and he's doing, like, snow angels. Like, literally, like, touching him. And it kind of is, like, mimicking his, like, spasming injured body, you know. <laughs> it didn't exactly look uh, great. I'll say that. It didn't translate but it very did well. Make me laugh. Like he took some heat for it. I guess not really all that much. Like it was like a clean hit. It was just celebrating right next to a th like a thriving. You know, he probably didn't realize well, what was going on. He's in if his you own movie. that's what I thought too. But then you watch the video and it's like, oh, he's touching. His hand is touching. The dude's spot. So maybe you didn't know. And then I heard a rumor that someone was like, well, then why did he do the, like, you know, pretending to be asleep thing on the sideline? Which may have been, I don't know, not a great look. But, hey, football's a violent sport. That's what you're paying him to do. Uh, it made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. Even though I love Nick Holt. I love him. He beat, he beat the Patriots. He was pretty fun to watch in Arizona. I like him. Uh, hopefully he survived that. Uh, yeah, NFL, who cares? Let's get into the big news, my man. Uh, big news. I'm talking about 2023 Oregon football schedule. It came out, baby. Yeah, yeah. It came out, and it's, I mean, we, we obviously knew who was on it, but we didn't know the order. 
and it's a good order. It actually stacks up to be uh, pretty beneficial for us, as in, like, there's the there's a lot of easy one like we're not starting week one Georgia I guess is what I should be saying <laughs> like it's not it we're not diving off a cliff right off the bat uh, September second Portland State we go against them that should be a win obviously uh, September 9th at Texas Tech September sixteenth Hawaii which is fun woo, woo. I, wish was, I wish it was at Hawaii and I wish it was going um, but oh at Texas Tech too we're playing against Tyler Shuck. Our old QB because he returned. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, he went over there. He had a pretty good year. Uh, he got injured, but he's you know he's sticking around, and so we'll be going against him. That's fun. Um, wow. And then Colorado. That's how we start Pac-12 play. That's Deion Sanders, the Deion Sanders, coaching his first you know uh, the FBS team first first game yep. as the Pac-12 head coach. Um, I think, I mean, we should smoke them. I, I, there's a lot of hype for him, but like, it's in, it's Colorado. They're not great right now. Like he's not building something out of absolutely nothing year one. I don't think so. Um, then at Stanford. So that's all before the buy. So Colorado and at Stanford, Stanford, even though they're always the team that trips us up a lot of the times, even when we're good and they're bad or vice versa, they seem to be. Not great. And those five five games, like those are pretty manageable. Starting five and L is probably I mean, I would say to be expected. Like dropping one of those games would be an upset. When I saw the schedule, I went, Oh well, it's kind of an easy season. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean Outside of the Pac-12, who knows what's going to happen once we start having to play fucking... Like Washington, for example. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's nice where it's like, so you get that bye week after Stanford, and then it is at right. Washington and Washington State, both the Washington schools. Um, obviously, that at... Just, just like full picture here, what is the toughest game on our schedule? I think... Basically, everyone would agree it's either at Washington because that's going to be a nuts environment. They had a really good like season, like they were arguably the best season, best team in the Pac-12 last season. They only had two losses, and they got better and better. Um, right. Basically, everyone is returning. They're returning so many players; it is nuts. And and we'll be in Seattle, so the environment's going to be crazy. At Utah is kind of the same deal. They're returning a lot of players too, but Salt Lake City is a bonkers, nuts place to play if you're not, you know, playing for the Utes. So uh, it's it's got to be one of those because Oregon State they come to Eugene, uh, USC. I mean, obviously USC is, but that is in Austin, and. I, I don't know. Just those two road environments, like at USC, wouldn't be that bad even because for some reason they still don't get they still don't pack out the Coliseum for some reason. I don't know because uh, they suck. Uh, but maybe the kids got other things on their mind than football. Yeah. Maybe we got to return. What I'm saying to Husky Stadium, to Alaska Airlines Stadium, or whatever. Um, yeah. Last time we were there, I believe was so it was. Uh, Season, 
I think one the, of the podcasts. I, something like that. Season one or two. It was. I remember we were playing the Huskies. Justin Herbert was injured. Braxton Burmeister was starting, and we we were hoping Justin Herbert it was going to be him back, but they decided to postpone it like one more week. Uh, and we got our right. absolute asses kicked. We lost like thirty to three or something like that. I can't quite remember. And it yeah, was pretty miserable in the conditions. <laughs> but uh, hey, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe it'll be heartbreaking in a different way. What do you think? Are we gonna Are we gonna make it this year? What's a different way that it would maybe be it'd be a close like game, but we lose? Murdered on the yeah. Field? Well, that's always a possibility too. Um, and then at Utah. Yeah. Would be would be fun, but I'm not going to Salt Lake City. No, thank you. Um, well, one day I do want to go to a game, Salt Lake City. Uh, check it out, I guess. But go camping somewhere around there or something. Uh, I'm. I hear there's really great drugs in Salt Lake City as well. No, I'm sure the, there is. Uh, rebellious youth rebel hard against the uh, Mormon. On the outskirts of Salt Lake City, I'm sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy parties going there um who else has gone caleb chapman is in the transfer portal obviously he transferred to us and didn't even see any playing time i know he was healing for a lot of it but so uh hey good luck lebron james son we've been saying this like every single week because there's been a rumor basically every single week um Bronny james likes the ducks supposedly according to some people, even LeBron was like going on about it, saying like wherever he wants to go, he'll be able to go because he's super good and he's my son. We'll see what happens, man. Um, he fun. is super good. So, yeah, supposedly. I mean, he's obviously getting a little extra height, but I think he's what's his position? He's a power forward, I do believe, five star power forward. And uh, what is that? Power forward? I don't know. You're you're not a center, but you're certainly not a guard. You're like a Clay Thompson type or something like that. I mean, you're exposing my. So you're still on the line blocking. No, I'm talking about basketball. Bronny James, LeBron James. Oh, when did you switch the bat? I thought we were still talking about football. No, I'm just talking about information, buddy. Oh wow! Well, this I need still... reference to which sport. I thought LeBron James, <laughs> son. I thought that'd be enough. And the position, but hey, who knows? Hey, maybe this kid loves tennis. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Just because he's a basketball player's son doesn't mean he's automatically going to be a basketball that's player. That's true. Um, and I bet he actually sucks. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I think we got us a minute. I think we a got bowl, us a bowl bowl. Oh, well, bowl bowl is actually an doing twist well. And a bowl bowl's doing well in the Izzy? NBA. He was just injured. He didn't suck. Well, that's he why injured. he came to us, so he could just sit out for a season wow. with an ankle injury and then go slay where he wants to his, be anyway. But he's just got to get through the his, system. Yeah, basically. I mean, that, I mean, that's certainly why he didn't, like, rush, you know, healing from his injury, which I don't blame him. Right. I don't pain him enough. Um, Clem, our offensive line coach, Adrian Clem, who had a good season, obviously, because our O-line did really well. He was apparently being interviewed by uh, the Patriots um, for possible OC job, possible lineman job. Who really knows? Whoa. It seems like they picked their OC, but um, he may still be in the works to like join the Patriots staff. Who knows? It seems like we dodged a bullet mainly, though, so I think he's going to be sticking around. You never want to lose a coach 
Like this at this point in the off season, it's just an awkward time. Honestly, why uh, you're recruiting? You're still trying to do that, you know? Like it, it's kind of like you've duped some players sometimes. If you're like, yeah, yeah, come play. This guy will be your coach. All right, no, no, he's in the NFL now. And then you got to go out and like steal someone else's, and the whole thing's a messy affair. I don't know. Hey, podcast listener. Hey, come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here. Yeah. Nice headphones you got in here. Ooh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that yeah. what he's doing there, bud? <laughs> yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the quack. 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, give us five stars. Yeah, the internet. You got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then uh, you know, uh, oh hey, hey look at look at this podcast listen on their long inner inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby by covering it up. Wah wah, so they say, putting on them headphones. Trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic. Never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. Forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars. That's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack.
other than that, I can't really tell you anything else that's going on outside of the Quaxit Ball realm. So, Aaron. Well. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think that means one thing, does it not? I believe so. All right. I don't know where it is. I can't find I it. it right here. No, I got it. <laughs> Quaxit Ball. Aaron, should we get into? Bro, I mean, both of them are depressing. Uh, let's get into men's basketball just to rip off the bandaid here. Yeah. So we went against the Cal Golden Bears, the Cal Golden Bears, and they are a bad team. They are, quite frankly, a very bad team. Um, they had shown a little more signs of life, you know, like late of this late in the season, like they had gotten some Pac-12 wins, but overall, just a, a team with a whole lot of problems. Um, and we beat them. We beat them at, like you should, honestly. It took us a little while. This is that one that I teased a little bit, yep. in which we went one of ten from three in the first half. Yep. But in the end, we finished 9 of 24 from 3. And basically everyone was scoring for the Ducks. If you were a Duck, you were scoring. Like, Soares got 13 points. Dante got 12.7 rebounds. Richardson, 11 and 10 assists. So he got double-double. Uh, Nate, Nate Biddle, right. 11 ten, uh, points. And, and Keyshawn Bartholomew was our was our final double-digit scorer. Um I mean, it was a blowout win. It was our biggest win of the season, and the end it ended up being eighty-seven to fifty-eight. And even though we were shooting terrible from long range in that first half, we were still up thirty-four to twenty-one because Cal was just worse. Like we we look bad shooting the ball yeah. sometimes, but Cal looked garbage. It was it was a game that was hard to gauge mm-hmm. because like you said it's obvious that we like watching cal you're like oh wow this team is bad yeah but then i was like but we're not up by enough like early enough it felt like it was like but we're also dragging ass yeah. here i don't absolutely know. um they shot 25 percent from three-point range they only took eight shots so they hit one of them uh, the clearly not their forte, and we're forty four percent, I do believe, from the floor. So just they're just not a good team, and they didn't have a great environment. And honestly, it was kind of hard to watch because the angle that they got that camera, uh, is just freaking. I don't like it at Haas Pavilion, I believe it's called. No, thank you. The ca- yeah, I kept changing. The color Mm -hmm. scheme on my TV Mm. because I was like, it looks dark. I thought my TV was fucking up. For real. And like, okay. There's like a hint of blue in all of the mid-court that makes it very hard to tell what is. (laughs) And this is coming from a team with an ugly court. All right, we totally accept that that our court is hideous. Now, is this Pac-12's fault? The network? Uh, no, this is Cal. This is Cal. I mean, sure, we can throw this on to the Pac-12 as well, but like Cal, just 
I don't know. Must just like they didn't plan it out right or something, or or they can't put the it's camera. It's weird. In the it's like you're getting a massive. It's like you're getting a massive reflection from their jumbotron or something, and that's what this blue light is. That's kind of masking. I have no idea. Because then you also have the ducks who are in this really bright yellow but darker <laughs> green, and so the contrast looks all jacked up on them. And you're like, well, I can't tell. Is it my fault? Is my TV dying because it's a piece Possibly, of shit? Possibly, Or actually. is this a weird setup? The more setup? you're talking about this, this may be your TV is dying because it's a piece of shit. Oh. That's possible. <laughs> uh, we need any TV sponsors out there. Um, I don't know. What's the TV brand? What's the best one? Toshiba. Toshiba Samsung. Hit us up. Sony. Sony. You know I love a Sony. You know I love a Sony. Um, yeah, hit us Bruh. up. Hit us up, Ross. My man, so Cal, no thank you. Even though that game was a big win, it was still hard to watch just because both teams weren't great. And yep. then when Oregon went on that big run, uh, not, they just weren't to be stopped from then on. Then, So then we had this momentum. You know, we, we got our butts kicked by Arizona State. But Arizona State is a really good team. They actually took UCLA down to the wire. Oh, wait, was it UCLA or was it Arizona? No, it was UCLA to the wire. It was a really good game. Um, But, like, then we destroyed Arizona. It felt really good. It felt like we were gaining some momentum. Then we beat Cal in a way that you should. Like, we should have still shot better in general. But it was like, okay, we're on the right track. We only have, like, three conference losses, I do believe. So, like, it felt like we could very much be in this. Maybe not to win the whole thing because UCLA seemingly is really, really good this season. But to be competitive, maybe to get that second spot, wrong, wrong. Because Stanford, a terrible Stanford team, mind you, a not good Stanford team, basically was thought of as just I mean above Cal but no basically no one else um their record was like two and seven or two and six in Pac-12 play when we were playing them I do believe and wow. they really did kick our butt they just had so much more energy in front of not many fans 3,500 fans really not that many people there and they really took it to us like, in the first half, we did rally back from a really bad defensive showing, I would say, to make it 42-37. to Because we, oh man, they just had so much more energy. Not only that, but they were getting two open shots quicker and then draining those shots, something that we are incapable of doing. <laughs> like, we could be, like, the most open three in the world, and, and I guess we're not going to hit it. Um, Spencer Jones, in particular, got 16.6 rebounds. Harrison Ingram, 11 points, 8 rebounds. And uh, Michael Jones got 10 points as well. Stanford just lit it up. In that first half, I do believe um, they were 7 of 12 from 3-point range and shot 66%. So... They were playing out of their minds. It was actually pretty impressive that we were even able to keep up with them. Uh, It it goes to show you that, like, Stanford's defense isn't necessarily all that great. But in the end, they pulled away, and it it didn't feel 
didn't feel like we had it in us to rally back on the road, quite frankly. Um, I don't know. This sucked, man. They were 39% from three-point range, 9 of 23. They didn't need to take many. Actually, we we weren't terrible. We were 10 of 30 because there was some... And I'll say this, like the score is like a little bit maybe closer than it even really felt because in the end, like Kuznard and I believe like Soares were suddenly they were drained on threes. Like I think we got like four threes in the last like couple minutes or something like that, <laughs> like in the last three minutes or something. Wow. And uh, like Dante got 15 assists. That's pretty fun to see. But. Or was Bro. it 13 assists? I don't know. Who cares? This game sucked, and it really kind of broke my energy for men's basketball. 15 rebounds. Sorry is what I meant to say, not assists. My notes are wrong. This team is off. Oh, Aaron. Um, this is a disheartening <sighs> loss for the men's team. It is. I think it's hard to be excited about this men's team. It's for years. Yeah. At least at well, least two well, years. I don't I'll know. say going into the um the last exciting bit for Oregon men's basketball was going into the pandemic, the one that got canceled. Um Right. That was the end of exciting men's basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh ever since then. TikTok motherfuckers, I've only got so much patience. <laughs> I want exciting basketball we're, or I'm we're over great you. Fast. And then I'm just gonna be trash talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just – the reason why it's so tough is because all I care about is I just want to see them in the men's tournament. Even if they get knocked out in the first round, I just want them to be part of the tournament. That's, like, my favorite sporting event, basically. So I want it – I want them to to have a team where I don't have to be like, oh, I guess I'll root for them. They're pretty fun in theory. I want it to be a natural fit, you know, and if right. you're, if you're not at the dance – if you're not at the dance, then you're gonna what are you're you a doing? home a loser. Uh, the NIT, the standings. I mean, I don't even know why we gotta talk about the men's basketball standings, but might as well since we're here. Um, well, Oregon definitely ain't at the top. UCLA is ranked number eight. They're eight and one in conference play. They've only lost to Arizona. Utah is seven and three, which they're coming up. On our schedule, and Arizona is ranked number six in the land and is six three. So it's actually there's a huge logjam. This is crazy, where it's Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah. Two of those teams we beat all have three conference losses. We have four. Um, so all it would take is just you know we'll basically going on an undefeated run, which doesn't seem likely. But if if we were to immediately turn around, if this was for some reason our turning point, we could still potentially get that second place like slot. It's still there. First is unlikely, but it seems plausible if we didn't, you know, suck. (laughs) You want to put money on it? I mean, I'm going to say we won't what? I I think we won't get into the top two uh, standings. Oh, I was hoping you would. No way. Um, Coming up next. Then I would take the If we sweep this next week, then maybe we got something here. Because next week is Colorado coming to Eugene, Oregon. Colorado's a good team. Definitely kicked our butts in Boulder. And then Utah, also a good team. And they got their star player back, I do believe. 
Um, he they're coming to Eugene, and then we got a road trip to the two Arizona schools. Both those teams are playing lights out, and then the two LA schools. So, hey, you know what? If we win wow. our next six games, suddenly people will be talking about us as like, well, they're they could be actually the best Pac-12 team because they just beat the top six Pac-12 teams. It's all coming down to like. Do we have a chance, or are we about to actually lose six straight games, which is honestly plausible? Well, we'll probably beat Arizona, but not Arizona State. (laughs) Just the best ones. We're not beating either. I mean, we should beat Cal, right? Because we just beat them. Well, yeah, they're like at the end of the season we'll play them again, but uh it'd be like UCLA and you and USC. I don't know, man. It's brutal. Uh Oh, UCLA and USC would be the two California. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Interesting. We're we're doomed. Well, I don't have a whole lot of faith. I bet we win one of them. It's probably the first one and then we lose five <laughs> in a row. <laughs> well, that makes me feel better. Um let's talk about something that well, I'm less pessimistic about this the team as a whole but i am bummed out about the results because i am a fan and i expect so much of them let's talk about women's basketball buddy so there was did they play more than no there's only one game um yeah right they and it was a big one it was the platy it was part two of the platy yeah. The Platypus Trophy was awarded. I don't know if they actually even have a freaking ceremony. They should. But anyways. Pow Pow came out strong. I mean, this is what I'm saying. This is like every game against a top-tier opponent, which Oregon State, uh, their record isn't top-tier, but I think they're about to really rally, honestly. Um, I hope so, for yeah. our sake. But every time you play against a team with like good talent, we just are barely falling short and there's a it usually means we have to rally back and that rally just sometimes miraculously has fallen short sometimes like unfairly in this game we lose 68 to 65 but anyone who watched it this was a hell of a game it was a hell of a game yeah it really did feel awesome yeah. uh it came down to their bigs just had a better bigger game than our big filipina che really i mean kennedy basham did play but the announcers um, love talking about the bigs. i mean they dominated the game it was amazing uh yeah. i mean I, w- I haven't actually looked this up i could be wrong oh here you go 46 of oregon state's 68 points were in the paint so that is what they were going for it was nuts. Right. Um, and they got it, especially with uh, Jelena Mitrovic had game of her life. Nine, not Probably not, but nine points, 11 rebounds. Just really messed. And really messed with a lot of, like, the timing for the Ducks and took Filipina Che, like, offensively out of this game. She went one of two from the floor. So she scored just wow. uh, four points. Uh, cause she got two free throws. But she did get 10 rebounds, so she still got that column. But still, that's even that is kind of low for <laughs> Filipina Che. So she had a hell of a game, Mitrovic did, and as did Reagan Beers, which is a great name. Reagan Beers. 
nine points, four rebounds, but did a whole lot of damage, honestly. And uh, Talia Van, Van Ohoffen, which is a great name, right? Uh, just did what she needed to win this thing, 16 points. I heard that name being over talked about and a over. whole lot. That is right. The they did not need the three-pointer to beat us. They were 4 of 15. Uh, it was just they were consistent from the floor and just mucked things up for the Ducks. The Ducks came out a little slow in that first half, though they did, um, you know, they only trailed by three points. but And, right. and they rallied so hard in the fourth quarter. But as has been the thing, they're, they've had cursed third quarters. We need to figure out some kind of good luck charm to offset this bad voodoo for the third quarter of these uh, for this team. I already know What's the that? answer. You get rid of halftime break. No halftime break. It just goes one, two, three, four, boom. Yeah. No cooldown. Whatever's going, we are bad at the. Have cool them down. run laps around the stadium, and then right back yeah. into the court. Something I don't know. It 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 something swims. It really laps. is a third quarter. I don't know what to tell you. Another thing that happened, I gotta say, and this is a credit to the Beavers. It was probably also just an off night, but it was definitely a game plan. They took out Grace Van Sluten, like. They had her off her game. She's best when she is streaking towards the basket. Like, she's so good at that. She's yep. really good at finishing. Uh, but they were forcing her into, like, jumpers, which she was just not hitting, um, missing pretty badly, uh, and just forcing her to, like, pass out, not allowing her actually into the paint. They did a great job. But you also got to give credit to, like, Chance Gray. Circle Chance, Chance Gray's name, all right, because – I'm just going to, this is going to sound a little weird to people who maybe haven't been paying attention to all these off seasons. But if Chance Gray transfers away from this program by next season, then I think something is seriously wrong. Because then it's like, she is, she is clearly a budding star. She, she was six of 12 from three point range. But more importantly, she was hitting the threes when it was like, most needed which she's been doing she's been amazing from three-point land as of late even though uh you know we're losing these games she's been great as has taya hansen taya hansen's so good four of six mainly just that like corner three just being in the corner boom once you get it to her but also they're just dishing it back and forth to each other really well i mean i like this team they were doing really well <sighs> Unfortunately, our starting guards, our star players, our main offensive threats just were off. They were 4 of 13 and 5 of 13 from the floor. And that's basically where it came down to, I think, is you needed either Rodgers or Pow Pow to just do a little bit better to play just to take just a few, you know, uh, just take less missed shots. Kind of what it comes down to. <sighs> it was a tough one. But wow. it was in like it came down to the last seconds and Oregon rallied back. Yeah. They were down by like 13 well, points in the last few minutes. It was amazing. But just imagine how worse it would have been had they been better at three points. Yeah. They would have been toasting us the whole way through. Yeah. Well, and that's not their game, but you could tell Oregon State was like, okay, what we're going to do is like take Che 
and Van Sluten out of the game because or like force them to shoot from a little further out or to do something else rather than just go right for the bucket. Force everyone to shoot from further out and then use our bigs and just go for the hoop. Take our time and just go for the hoop. And they yeah. got the win, especially with a really dynamic crowd, really electric crowd, popping left and right. Um, and it's, you know, if we hadn't lost so many other big games this season, then this one would hurt less. You would go, eh, okay, well, we lost a, you know, a good team on having a good night. We're only 13-6 and six overall, so it's still not, like, we're still having a great season. We're still going to the tournament. That'll be very fun. Yeah, it's not ugly. It's not yeah. ugly. We're only losing to, like, well, this is tough. We're doing our back, our last two losses, which are our last two games, have been to teams that they're resurging, but actually aren't, you know, like, top-tier teams. They're not ranked in the top 25. So they're getting harder to swallow our losses. Uh, I'm hoping morale is still good. I mean, they're still giving it a hell of a show out there. Up next, yeah, it's it's going to get a little easier because we're playing Cal in Berkeley. Cal is not a great team, but then it's fucking Stanford, my man. You know Stanford's good. Stanford is amazing at women's basketball. Yeah. Then Colorado, who's doing better and better. Then Utah, who is red hot. So they got they got some games still coming up here. Um, and you can't sleep on anyone in the Pac-12. And as far as conference play is concerned, even though this team is arguably much better than the men's team in their you know respective fashions, um, they are seemingly completely out of the Pac-12 race because with a four-four record. There are one, two, three, four, five, six teams above us right now. Just because the Pac-12 is so competitive. Wow. Stanford is number three in the country, top of the conference. Utah, number nine in the country. Um, and UCLA, number eight. Colorado, number 25. And Arizona, number 19. So... I mean, it's just a great conference. It's a really freaking good conference, man. Uh, that we can still make some noise in. And if we do, that'll just get us... We still have time to make a huge splash and to prove that we're a really good team. It's just we got to start. Got to start winning these. And I got... I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> just got to start, start halfway through the season. Now's the time to start. Well, it's, it's just like... Start beating the best teams, you know, because you're almost there. You just kind of like, and it's it's coming yeah. down in the final minutes even, which makes it like, I don't know, makes you more optimistic and also hurts more when you lose those games. But it's like, yeah, at least you're close. Figure out the third quarter. Yeah. Be better in the final mm-hmm. minutes. And I'll tell you this, man. Uh, I'm excited. I'm still excited for women's basketball. Very much so. Like, I, I, they're probably knocked out of the top 25 at this point. But going against Oregon State, it did make me think that um, Filipina Che is really great and she's gotten better and better. And her physical attributes really help her out, especially in the rebound game. But she isn't the offensive weapon that we had with, like, a Ruthie Hebert, obviously, or a Sedona Prince. And it would be really nice to right. get someone like that in the offseason, potentially. 
Just saying. Just saying. Aaron, any more thoughts on these cracks of all teams? <sighs> no. You know, I have my bucket of faith is pretty empty right now, so I'm going to refrain from using words until I have a more uh, positive outlook, if you will. Also, I'm like all scientist out, so my brain is like scrambled eggs. Bucket of Faith. I love that song. That's my that was my favorite church song. Bucket of <laughs> Faith. You're a disgrace. Um Oregon softball on the other hand is starting Whoa. February 9th. So, there's something maybe who yeah. knows? It hasn't been since we started this podcast. It's been quite frankly depressing as hell i mean or just uninspiring year one that we covered it was good yeah yeah we yeah there was some good times i'll just say like melissa lombardi i'm watching you i'm watching you <laughs> my man it's been so fun listeners at quack 12 podcasts where you can find us on twitter um also we got a Patreon full of wonderful hundreds of hours of great Oregon Duck comedic entertainment. That's also, it also teach you a thing or two, like our Quack in Time series going on right now, going through every single season of Oregon Duck football, starting 1894 and breaking it down. It's very fun. We had to build a time machine to do it, so, you know, it's worth a listen. A bunch of other fun stuff on there, too. Aaron, I wish you and yours a wonderful uh, post-holiday season. Oh, thank you, and back at you there, That's big right. guy. And a happy Valentine's Day coming up. The- oh, shit. Yep. That's right. I'm expecting a gift. Just like our our <laughs> listeners that I'm remembering that we need to send them those, those mugs. Yeah, they're getting their mugs. They're on their way. Are you serious? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. There you go. It is. A, it's a quack sip ball miracle. Me. Hey, mid to that. And listeners, we love you. Please give us money on Patreon. Bye. Bye. Quack quack. quack.